The radial head is my favourite bone in the body. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today I want to take a quick look at the radial head, and in particular the Mason classification of radial head fractures. I've always loved the radial head. I love how versatile it is as a joint, and my all-time favourite thing to do in medicine is to reduce a pulled elbow. The joint itself has always reminded me of a golf tee, and that might be one of the reasons why it appeals to me. Indeed, when I think about fractures of the radial head, I always think about when a wooden golf tee splits down the side of the cup, and when I imagine the articular surface of the radial head, I picture it as a smooth golf tee which, when disrupted, no longer performs its duty for which it was intended. Now, I was prompted to review this area recently after referring a patient with a displaced radial head fracture to orthopaedics. It occurred to me that the Mason classification of radial head fractures had drifted from my memory, so I decided to use this as a prompt to refresh that memory and also explore another eponym. The Mason system was named after the orthopaedic surgeon Mark Mason although there were others who have contributed to the classification. Before Mason, a chap called Cutler had done work, and after Mason, Broberg, Morey and Hotchkiss contributed. But it seems that Mason's name has stuck. I managed to dig up the paper in which he identified the system. It's in the British Journal of Surgery and was written in 1953. It's titled... Some Observations on Fractures of the Head of the Radius with a Review of 100 Cases. He was a senior registrar in orthopaedic surgery at the time in the southeast of England. It's a fascinating read, and these older papers read very differently to more modern papers. He opens up by saying, and I quote, Experience has taught the surgeon in his approach to the injured elbow to regard this complicated hinge joint with trepidation and with great respect. The elbow joint tolerates trauma very badly. Even a minor injury can be responsible for some residual loss of range of movement of the joint. End quote. So Mason listed three classifications in his paper, but now there are four types and some subsets of type 3, But for urgent care, we really only need to know two. Mason 1 is an undisplaced fracture which, so long as there is no block to extension, can be managed conservatively with early mobilisation. Any displacement of greater than 2mm would make the injury a Mason 2, and these should see an orthopaedic surgeon, as surgical repair is often advised to ensure joint congruency and restoration of function. So, for us, we have a binary choice of undisplaced and good movement is likely conservatively managed, and anything else should probably see an orthopod. Orthobullets has a good breakdown of management, which is worth a read, but if in doubt, personally, I have a low threshold for orthopaedic review, as I'm keen to ensure patients have every opportunity to maintain and restore good function. Now, in reading around Mason... 
I stumbled across his obituary in the British Medical Journal. He died in 1972 at the age of 56. He served in the Royal Air Force in North Africa during the war, where he developed a lot of trauma experience. But I was drawn by the final paragraph, which I quote. In Mark Mason, everything of the best was harmonised. His much-admired professional ability was set in absolute modesty, and his devotion to the needs of his colleagues and patients was total. His courtesy was unvarying, and touched its most admirable in kindness in the presence of a fearful patient. Mark Mason loved life, and all its good things, and not least his garden, which in its orderly and discriminating planting and pleasant fancy reflected much of the man he was. He worked uncomplaining to the very end of his illness, which he contained with quiet irony, dignity, and courage. A devoted family man, he is survived by his wife and three children. End quote. It is nice to consider the person behind the eponym. It's 50 years since he passed, and until now, the Mason classification rolled off my tongue without any consideration for the person behind it, his military service, or his beautiful garden. I'll link in the show notes to the Author Bullets page, which is always worth a look, and I would encourage you all to check out the original Mason paper, as it is an interesting read. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions or corrections, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. We'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then, but for now, thanks for listening.